This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. I'm Jess Mandel. I'm chair of the Division of Pulmonary Critical Care, Sleep Medicine, and Physiology at UCSD, and very happy to have a few minutes today to talk to you a little bit about our division. So our division this year, as previous years, has ranked as the highest unit at UCSD, and really that's been the fact for a long time. And frequently I'm asked, how do we do it? What, what are we doing that um, lands us in that, in that category last year? And US News and World Report is only one of many indices of success in the division, and I'm proud to say we do well in, in, in most of those as well. And really this tradition of excellence in the division goes back to the founding of UCSD School of Medicine. Our founding chief of medicine was Gene Brownwald, who is probably the most famous living cardiologist in, in the world. And Gene joined us from the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute, which he was a director of at an extremely young age. And as he was hiring division chiefs, he hired Ken Moser to be the first chief of pulmonary critical care at UCSD who went on to become very well known in the field, and John West as the first UCSD chief of physiology, who became one of the most famous pulmonary physiologists in the, in the world as well, and, and remains so. These two divisions merged about two years ago, and now I am honored to, to lead both of them in our combined division. So in the pulmonary division, we, like others, really have three main missions, and those missions are clinical service, research, and education. And we really view all of them as critical to our success and reputation. And in part, that's because they're really interlinked. We really can't be great at one without being great at all of them. The missions really reinforce each other. As examples, um, we're able to provide cutting-edge clinical service in part because of the research that we do and the fact that our faculty are really at the leading edge of how we think about a lot of clinical issues. At the same time, in terms of education, um, we can really draw folks from around the world to come here and do their pulmonary fellowship, and, and some of them will join our faculty as well. And they're really drawn by the combination of getting outstanding clinical training and outstanding re research training as well. So the three are really very much interlinked. So I'll start by just talking about some of the clinical activities. And we are a very large division, and we're active in, in multiple areas most prominently at UCSD La Jolla, Jacobs Medical Center, um, and the other affiliated sites up here, and also at UCSD Hillcrest, which remains the level one trauma center, which is a huge uh, provider for um, care in, uh, in, in San Diego. And then we're active at a number of outpatient sites, and then our faculty staff, the San Diego VA Medical Center, and their pulmonary and critical care activities as well. And we provide a full spectrum of clinical services, ranging from general pulmonary and critical care medicine to extremely subspecialized niches. And just as we, we want to tackle all of the missions um, that I talked about previously and think that they're very interlinked, we think the same thing is true of our clinical services, that you really can't pick and choose specific areas um, and, and be great in them in isolation and that we really uh, want to be across the board, a place that offers great pulmonary critical care and sleep services, really no matter what the, the presenting problems are. Um, I'm gonna highlight just a few, and in some ways it's sort of like 
you know, being asked to choose your favorite children. I, I would love to have more time and really go on in detail about many more. Just to highlight a few. I think you can't talk about our clinical programs without talking about pulmonary vascular medicine. This really was a field that Dr. Moser helped invent. Um, we have been a pioneer in a, a disease called chronic thromboembolic pulmonary hypertension and really are still an international, the international destination for that. And what that condition is, is that when people have blood clots that go to the lungs, probably 95 to 98% of people will dissolve those clots over the next few months. But those remaining few percent will have organization of those clots, as you see here, where they really turn into fibrous scar tissue that all the blood thinners, anticoagulants in the world are not going to dissolve. And UCSD really developed the treatments for this, including very complicated surgery to remove it, and then more recently, balloon angioplasty, sort of catheter-driven devices, and in both areas, as I say, we're really the destination for the world. But beyond that, in pulmonary vascular medicine, for other conditions, pulmonary hypertension, things that affect the small vessels, we are always a leading enroller in clinical trials and, and very, very active in that area as well. And Nick Kim, whose photograph I have up here, um, directs that section very, very ably. I also want to comment on our lung transplantation program. So we have developed into really being the major lung transplant center in the region. Um, we're coming off a very busy year where our volume of new transplants roughly doubled to close to 50 last year. We expect it to grow even more this year. And uh, quantity, obviously, is not the only thing we judge ourselves on. And really, at the same time, we were making this quantum leap in terms of clinical activity and number of transplants. We're very proud to say that our, our survival numbers, our quality numbers across the board have really been remarkable. Right now, our one-year survival is above 96% compared to a, a national average that's around 88.9%. So Dr. Afshar and Dr. Young, who are the medical directors, Dr. Goltz, who's the surgical director, have really done a spectacular job in that area as well. Cystic fibrosis is a very common genetic disease. Um, we think about it affecting children primarily. Um, with chronic lung disease and, and decreased lifespan. And what's happened is, as the lifespan has improved, the majority of cystic fibrosis patients are now cared for as adults. And for reasons that even we don't fully understand, UCSD now has the fastest growing cystic fibrosis program in the country. And that's been the case for the last several years. Um, Doug Conrad who, and, and Catherine Akong, who are shown here, have really helped grow that program beautifully. And again, with um, in attention to quality and not just quantity. Um, this is a photograph of one of our patients who was a UCSD undergraduate and a competitive swimmer um, who ha has come through the program as well. And then the, the sleep medicine program is another area we're very proud of. Um, Peter Farrell, who is pictured here, really made a transformative gift to establish the Peter C. Farrell Sleep Center of Excellence and really put UCSD on the map as a leader in clinical sleep medicine in addition to all of the research in that area that we do. We're very proud of our state-of-the-art facilities and really have seen exceptionally rapid growth. Um, Atul Malhotra and Bernie Sunwu direct that program um, clinically, and uh, I'm, I'm amazed at how quickly they've been able to grow things.
And then I think um, no comment about clinical activities would be complete without talking about critical care. And particularly in the COVID pandemic, this is an area where we've had to flex up enormously to roughly double our capacity because of our census being so high from COVID admissions. We're very proud that our ICU survival rate for our patients with COVID is among uh, the best in the nation. And we are a regional referral center for advanced therapies such as um, extracorporeal membrane oxygenation and clinical trials as well. What I'm showing over here is Dr. Uh, Venktesh Ramnath, one of our faculty members who's a pioneer in telemedicine, and he is giving telemedicine support here to El Centro. We've also done outreach activities in Tijuana and Mexicali and, and tried to assist them as well in dealing with this pandemic. In terms of looking at research, I think we need to mention that we are in an incredibly uh, fertile environment at UCSD. We're very proud at the over $1.3 billion of research awards that the entire campus as a whole um, landed in 2019. About 60% of those went to health sciences. About 60% of that total was from federal sources as well. And in the Department of Medicine had over $100 million of that. Um, without going through the spreadsheet number by number, um, you know, of that amount of $100 million, roughly in the Department of Medicine, um, you can see that pulmonary and, and critical care in our division is, is very well represented in that. And I think one of the things I'm proud of is that those research awards in our division are not really focused on one or two people, but really are very broadly spread out um, across our faculty, ranging from more senior faculty to more junior, just to highlight a couple. Um, Dr. Karate Alexander um, has become an international expert on um, vaping-related lung injury. Um, Dr. Aku Thoda has gotten UCSD to be part of an NIH-funded um, multi-center consortium for asthma research. Dr. Hepikoski is doing fantastic work on lung-kidney interactions and in sepsis. Dr. Malhotra does amazing work in terms of sleep research, um, and, and, and many, many more. And then... The third leg of our missions is education. And there, um, as I mentioned, our, our critical care and pulmonary fellowship training program is really among the most competitive in the world. And we really have an embarrassment of riches among our applicants every year and are happy to really take the best of the best. We're also very proud that our division has really outperformed other units at UCSD in terms of the teaching awards that we win every year from residents and, and fellows. And I have a quote from Dr. Moser there that I think really captures our philosophy here, that we're really running a, a relay race here and passing the baton to the next generation and developing that next generation is extremely important to us. So getting back to what I started with, why do we rank so well? Why are we doing so well? Um, I think it, our, what I think we've learned is that success in our missions um, and all of them is really essential for any of them. We could not be great in any one of those missions without that reinforcement from the other missions going on as well. And that success really breeds greater success. The more successful we are, the easier it is to attract outstanding people um, and really build on what we have. And what I think I'm very aware of is that almost all our successes are reflections of human capital. It's really the people we have in the division. Um, you know, sure, we would love a new building, we would love new equipment, but that's not what's made us successful. It's really the people. And when I think of our philanthropic priorities, I really wanted to, to build that group of very talented people further. Um, our priorities include endowed faculty chairs, which are extremely important because 
they allow independent funding for our faculty so that they can be bold in their research efforts, really take risks for high risk, high reward type of science. Likewise in clinical programs to really um, see a need and, and really um, build it, understanding that clinical volume may not follow immediately and we need uh, that kind of support to really launch innovative things as well. Likewise, to continue to excel in education, we want to make sure those efforts are supported um, fully, again, so we can develop that next generation. We would love to strengthen our fellowship endowment. We would love to add additional fellowship slots as our research and clinical enterprises have grown. There's really opportunities to increase the number of people we train as well. And then really make targeted investments in research, particularly for junior faculty, where relatively small investments can really um, mean, that, mean the difference um, between them sort of just barely hanging on and becoming extremely successful, um, self-funding, et cetera. So thank you all very much for your attention. Um, you know, talking about the division is something I could do for hours and hours, um, but I'm grateful for just these few minutes to, to give a brief overview. Thank you very much. You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.